0: Well, it's a big show
1: And it's the big slow, as The <laughs> Rock said back in the day.
0: Pretty accurate. Pretty accurate.
1: Yeah, and he's still still around. I guess, you know, he was out for a few months there, slimmed down, and uh, now he's a face. Apparently Daniel Bryan's best friend. Right. Whom, whom Daniel Bryan got the belt from, so I don't know how they ever became friends, but I guess they are now. At least we're supposed to believe that, right?
0: Right, and, you know, I'm sure he's just as good friends with a bunch of other guys backstage, and uh, push comes to shove, I don't know why he would have any trouble fighting them, but he's got an issue fighting Daniel Bryan. It's one of the biggest storylines in WWE right now, apparently.
1: Yeah, so they've been, uh Triple H and Stephanie have been kind of pushing Big Show around, talking about you know, how he's destitute, you know, he needs money for retirement or whatever else, and, uh, you know They've made him try to knock out Brian. I guess he did knock out Brian once. Um, and then this past week, they get him in the ring there with uh, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, Virgil Runnels. And, Virgil. <laughs> uh, yeah, they eventually forced him to knock him out. So uh, what, do, what do you think of this whole situation with Big Show and what they're doing with him?
0: Well, I think it's really weird because, uh, was it, uh, a year or two ago when you know, when they got Big Show to, uh, you know, they fired him, you know, they they, they put him in that position that, that uh, you know, he had no choice, and then they fired him, and then they brought him back and gave him that huge contract, supposedly, and, you know, his loyalties were to money at that point, and he was a big heel and whatever, and now he's essentially in a very similar spot, and he's fighting it, and, uh, you know... I think they should call back to what happened previously. Otherwise, it mm-hmm. seems like they just hit rewind and, you know, we're having a do-over. But,
1: And I, I guess they pretty much already said that that ironclad contract doesn't matter anymore.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't get that. Like, how is it so ironclad if uh, all it takes is a COO to just say, oh, nope.
1: I could tear that up.
0: Yeah. It's like ironclad is supposed to mean ironclad you know, like, if if this, like if like the COO is not firing you, who is firing you? Like, yeah. who is an ironclad contract supposed to protect you against, if not the COO?
1: Yeah, well, it apparently protected him against Laurinaitis before. It right. was arguably pretty damn high up there, I thought. But
0: yeah, Director of Talent Relations or something like that.
1: Which apparently is Triple H's real title, but we won't let yeah. that get in the way of anything.
0: Right. So... Um, I think it's kind of awkward. Um, Seems like Big Show, you know, he's supposed to be this guy who, uh, world's largest athlete and, you know, a dangerous guy, and his finisher is just knocking dudes out, right? But But supposedly he's having these, uh, you know, these fits where it's like he doesn't want them to use him, and so he starts crying. Like, I mean, to me, it seems like a huge step back for Big Show. I mean, do you, do you like this storyline?
1: No, I mean, it's hard to like it. I mean, he looks so pitiful. Uh, although, I guess you got to give the guy credit. I mean, most wrestlers couldn't even act that well, and this is a guy that, given his size, never really should have needed to develop anything like that. Right. Uh, so it is impressive that he's able to pull it off and make it believable that he's actually upset about these things.
0: Yeah, I mean, in terms of his performance, yeah, i got no no complaints. It's just, you know, yeah. kind of the script that...
1: Uh... It's odd. I mean, the only thing I can think of is that you just... He's the kind of guy that I would think is hard to write for because normally someone of his size, you know, the, the gimmick is going to be that he's unstoppable or whatever. And he's probably only going to be around a few years. I mean, in history, that's generally... These guys don't last too long. And Hunter the Giant fought sparingly, you know. And, but oh, yeah. Big Show is, like, around every day for 14 years, you know. <laughs> so it's like... I don't know, maybe they just... This is the only thing they can think to, to keep him relevant without having him be, like, an unstoppable force, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I thought for a while maybe having him... Uh... Moving to the tag division was a good idea. I mean, they, they hinted at that a little bit with Mark Henry, and I haven't been keeping up with what's going on backstage, so I have no idea where Mark Henry is. Mm. But, uh, you know, they they teased the idea that Big Show was going to be going after the tag titles, and, you know, they really, they really started to build him up against the Shield, and, uh, you know, I thought that would have been good. I mean, back uh, a couple years ago, they had... Jericho with Big Show is, you know, Jericho. And uh, then they had uh, The Miz and Big Show team up. So Big Show, you know, he's been tag team champion in recent history, so I thought maybe they'd go that direction.
1: Yeah. But
0: so far, nope.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I I think it's probably not too late for that, but, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a little odd, and I think most people are getting a little tired of seeing it, you know, with him... Looking so pitiful every week. Although, you know, at the same time, we kept seeing Brian get beat up, and that table has finally turned, so maybe maybe the Big Show table will turn. Uh, it was kind of funny how they made him sit in timeout, I thought.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. you're going to
1: sit in the office until, until we call you.
0: Right. It's like, you know, one week they say you have to sit at the announce table and... Uh... You can't you can't get involved, but you have to sit there. And then the next week, you know, it's you know sitting in the office. And one week, it's you know you're you know you get the night off, and you have to stay at home. It's like,
1: and don't you think? Don't you think the end game here is that he's going to be put in that situation again, and he's eventually going to snap and attack Triple H? Well,
0: yeah, I keep waiting for uh, I keep waiting for the situation where Triple H is like, yeah, okay. Randy Orton's gonna sit here and hold Daniel Bryan. You have to knock him out. Yeah. Big Show's gonna knock out Daniel Bryan, and you know Randy Orton's gonna be sitting there laughing. And then Big Show's gonna knock him out too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I actually thought that the uh, the outcome of the Night Champions match for Daniel Bryan was gonna be that uh, Daniel Bryan ends up getting hurt or gets uh, disqualified or something, and then. Uh, that eventually leads to Big Show versus Randy Orton. I mean, I thought that's what was next. I was not expecting what we got at Night of Champions or even the follow-up on Raw.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think most people weren't expecting it either. Um, But, yeah, I do think it makes sense for a Big Show to eventually snap because, you know, you feel like somebody's got to lay a hand on Triple H. um, And it's not going to be Daniel Bryan because he's not going to jeopardize his spot. Right. But the big show would have the motivation to do so, you know, and they're going to they're gonna fire him. They're going to have the whole situation. But, you know, he's big enough. He's intimidating enough. He can hang with Triple H. It, it makes sense. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hoping that's where it goes. I certainly wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't, but that's what I'd like to see.
0: Yeah, and they'd have to figure out something because, uh, quite honestly, I... As much as I like Big Show and as much as I'm, you know, enjoying Triple H's role, I'm, I'm not one of those people who uh, hates what Triple H is doing by involving himself in the angle. Um, for as much as that's my opinion on what's going on with those two guys, I do not want to see Triple H versus Big Show in a match.
1: No, I don't think it would be a match. I mean, uh, I'm just guessing he would he would attack and then be, you know, restrained by the shield or whatever. and then put on probation or whoever who knows
0: yeah I'm, um, I'm, I'm actually just waiting for Big Show to just get pissed off at uh, anybody and everybody and then be a force that uh, everyone has to deal with you know I mean Daniel O'Brien you know when when Big Show was you know scheduled to match up with Daniel O'Brien one night on Raw like a month ago or whatever yeah he was crying saying Daniel like let's not do this and Daniel O'Brien was like screw you I have to yeah. put myself against you like I don't know why you're crying. I'm the one that has to fight you and you need to man up because otherwise I'm going to, I'm going to beat the hell out of you and I'm not going to feel sorry about it. Yeah, absolutely. So I keep waiting for big show to just snap on everybody.
1: Well, and speaking of snapping, uh, we got a nice finish to the, uh, Paul Heyman, uh, CM Punk, Curtis Axel, handicap match at night of champions. Um, Another brilliant example of WWE uh, production work because at least the viewers at home could not see Ryback coming to the ring. Um, they had the camera angle from just in front of the announce table, so you couldn't see the ramp, but you could see the table, you could see Paul Heyman, you could see Punk, and then at the last second you see Ryback coming into the picture behind Punk. Uh, good stuff there. Paul Heyman, I thought it was it was interesting. He was getting nailed with the kendo stick, and he was just like, "What are you doing? Are you crazy?" Yeah. Like, yeah. It was a very interesting way of selling it.
0: Right. It's like he wasn't he wasn't just crying, saying, "Oh my god, oh my god, this hurts, it's hurts." It was like, it was like more than that. It was like you know, yeah. think about what you're doing, you know. May God have mercy, like you know, reconsider, you know. Not yeah. not that he said all those things, but it was like you know, along those lines.
1: Yeah, and it was kind of like a. Classic, like weasel in any movie. Yeah. You know, trying to talk his way out of it.
0: Well, I like the fact that he gave uh, CM Punk a hug before all that. You know, it yeah. Was like, right. It's like, hey, we we can work this out. You know, just give me a hug. Let's hug it out. You know, oh, after yeah. all after all they've been through, he's just gonna hug it out. It's like right. <laughs> but, uh, so
1: so we get Ryback coming in there and and you know basically putting a spear on Punk through the table that was set up in the corner. Uh, Heyman gets the win, Ryback carries him out while he's still tied up like a, like a pig ready for a roast. <laughs> and yeah. uh, then on Raw we get Curtis Axel wheeling out Paul Heyman right, and then walking away and leaving him out there with Ryback on the stage. Um, so, you know, Heyman goes on about how he owes his life to Ryback and uh, there we have it. He's the new Heyman guy. Uh, well, did you expect that someone would help him in the match, for one?
0: You know, I, I figured that this was going to be the end of the storyline between them. I I wasn't expecting anybody. I certainly wasn't expecting uh, Brock Lesnar to come out. I wasn't expecting a, a new Paul Heyman guy like we're getting. I thought Paul Heyman was just going to get the hell beat out of him, and then we were going to get to move on. Yeah. Um, but... Well, uh, I was really surprised that uh, out of everybody, that, that Ryback is is the new Paul Heyman guy, and and not necessarily because I think he's bad for the role or anything like that, but uh, it surprised me a little bit because you know there there's still no real resolution to the fact that uh, you know Brock Lesnar is a Paul Heyman guy. Yeah, right? absolutely. So how how do they, how do they mix that together? I mean, how do they how do they reconcile the fact that uh, Paul Heyman has two dudes that are are huge and and you know have shoulders the size of you know loaves of bread and you know whatever? Like how do they how do they reconcile that?
1: I don't know, but it's definitely a good fit in my opinion. Um, I don't know if I ever see Ryback and Lesnar locking horns down the road or not. But I think for now, I mean, we're not expecting to see Lesnar until Royal Rumble time at the earliest. Um, so you got at least a few months here. It, you know, I, I wanted to talk about this if we had done a show last week about the fact that there might be a new Paul Heyman guy. Because um, it was one way for him to get out of this. And uh, Ryback was definitely on the short list. And so I wasn't that shocked when it happened. But... Um, you know, I I definitely don't know where they're going with this. I guess it's going to be a CM Punk feud with Ryback. I mean, it makes the most sense because Punk really doesn't have anybody right now, and that's a much better feud for him than Curtis Axel.
0: Yeah, and you and you don't want to put CM Punk back into the main event.
1: Right. At least not yet. Right. And uh, And, <clears throat> yeah, so it looks like that's where they're going. I loved I loved Ryback's little attempt at, uh, at doing a promo where he's like, you know, I can't stand a bully.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's and, like uh,
0: uh, you, you've you done everything over the past three months to uh, to be a bully aside from uh, just come right out and wear a shirt that says I am a bully. And then yeah. you're going to come out and say you don't like bullies.
1: And I hope he keeps up with, with what he was calling himself the big guy. Like, right. Everybody right. thinks the big guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, for whatever reason, that's just hilarious. So anyway, I think this is great, at least for him, because um, clearly he needs a mouthpiece. Oh, yeah. You know, even with the practice he's had, he still just has that wrestler cadence with his promos. And they just, you know, the fans just give him so much shit. And so, really, at this point, he needs some legitimacy. Hopefully, Heyman says something about the Goldberg chance. you know. Right. Because it yeah, has was, to stop.
0: Yeah, I was kind of expecting something like that, uh, you know, when Paul Heyman was sitting there in the wheelchair and Ryback was standing next to him, and there was, like, a little Goldberg chant. It was like, I was half expecting Paul Heyman to just be like, you think he's like Goldberg? You think he's, you know, content to just sit on the sidelines and uh, not do anything for a decade despite being, you know, the hottest free agent out there? Yeah, that's, that's Goldberg for you. Right. It's like, uh, no, this this guy is way better than Goldberg. I would expect him to say something like that.
1: Yeah, I, I hope know? he addresses it. I mean, of course, at the end of the day, that, that's going to, like, encourage the fans probably because they like getting themselves over. But... yeah. You know, I, I would really hope eventually those chants stop. I mean, it's been going on a year and a half, so it's like we get it already. You all heard about this guy that wrestled back in the day that looked like Ryback. I mean, it's not a big <laughs> deal. Right. It's like, you're not telling anybody something they haven't heard. So, anyway, yeah, so we've got the New Haven guy. I guess we suspect he's going to be with uh, CM Punk. So, we'll see yeah, where what, that goes.
0: What, what, did, what did Ryback say in the promo? I've never liked Punk. Like, what are you talking about? Like, why don't, why don't you you give more uh more reasoning about that? It was like,
1: well, he, was, he did wrestle him twice. Yeah, but he in just main kind events of pay per views.
0: So. Yeah, but he just kind of tossed it out there. He was like, "I don't like CM Punk." It's like, "Oh, really? Is that is that your whole reason for coming out?" Like,
1: he doesn't like a bully.
0: Right, right.
1: <laughs> Punk was bullying Bully Heyman. I guess the big guy I, had to stand up for him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The whole thing just kind of absurd and kind of like, okay, yeah. And then
1: Paul Heyman, like, kisses him on the cheek and just says, yeah. you know, like the most awkward setup where it was just so close to on the lips, you're just like, what the hell was that?
0: Yeah, and that, that's the same promo where uh, where Paul Heyman called him uh, this big, beautiful guy to my left or something like that. And yeah. right back just starts laughing. It's like, kind of awkward.
1: Maybe we're in star- maybe that's the sign of things to come. They're gonna have like a lot of awkwardness with those two. Yeah. Which not I would be they're... fine with. I think it'd be hilarious.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, not that there's anything wrong with that direction that they want to go.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah. The whole something new, like... something fresh. Right. Because if he if, if he treats him just like Brock Lesnar, then it's the same thing, right?
0: Yeah. So it's so kinda if, like
1: if they do a different spin on it, like like they've kind of started to, then that'll be a little more interesting.
0: Yeah, it's like, you know, with Brock Lesnar, that's uh that's his chosen guy. That's the next big thing. Like, you know, Paul Heyman was was the guy that found the next big thing. And then with CM Punk, it's like, this is my best friend. So it's like, how, how do you take it to the next level with Ryback? Like, how, how yeah. do you make an extension
1: off this of that? This is one? my lover. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's like, I owe my life to him? Uh, okay, that's a little weird. but
1: uh, yeah. yeah, that that does seem like where they're going with this is to, to change up the way he sees Ryback versus the other guys.
0: Yeah. So they, they better hope that Ryback doesn't get injured or something and Paul Heyman needs a uh, a new excuse to have a new Paul Heyman guy. Because hmm. I don't know where they go from here. This is my second cousin. Uh, you know, something, something right. goofy like that.
1: You've always bring over Tommy Dreamer, right? He's still wrestling in gyms, I think. Oh, my God. All right. So... Speaking of guys that used to be in the main event, I know you definitely wanted to touch on during this show, Mr. Dolph Ziegler had a match at pay-per-view, was paired up with Dean Ambrose, which is, you know, a very good pairing, good match. Um, Takes the loss on Ambrose's finisher, and then they turn around and do your favorite move and have the same exact match on Raw. And this time... Similar finishing sequence, only Ziggler reverses and does his own zigzag and gets the clean pin over the U.S. champion. So here we are, Dolph Ziggler, dabbling with the U.S. championship. Your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I hope that there's a lot of outrage about this. <laughs> because, yeah, I, I don't like it when uh, the night after a pay-per-view they have a rematch of something, um, but... That's not even the biggest problem. The biggest problem is that you have Dolph Ziggler, who has the tools to be in the main event, who is interesting enough to be in the main event. The only reason he's not in the main event is because having him feud with Alberto Del Rio was getting old, and they wanted to do something different. And so now, what is he doing? He's back in the United States Championship Division.
1: Well, um, let's... But before we get too far along, I mean, he did have the injury, right? The concussion. Right. I mean, that's got to play some part in what happened to him, I would think.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, he came back. He's still having good matches.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, I mean, they've still found ways to to show that he's exciting, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. There's no reason why he couldn't be heel and be in the Alberto Del Rio situation, right? Yeah, I agree. And there's no reason why, if you want to keep him face, that he couldn't be in, like, the Rob Van Dam position, you know, going after Alberto Del Rio. I mean, I, it's just my personal preference that uh, Del Rio is, is, you know, not the one that should continue to hold the belt. But, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I, I'm hoping that there's plenty of outrage about this because he's just backing the United States title division. And while I I certainly feel like they need to uh, take that division to the next level, I don't think it needs to be with the guy who tried to elevate it at one point and then needed to get elevated himself.
1: Yeah. Random thought. What do you think if they were to eventually do something like he wins the U.S. championship and then, uh, you know, uh, he has to go against another champion and they try to, like, unify him or something? Like well, it's,
0: it's I mean, would that be a way to
1: solve the problem of, one, these championships don't mean anything, and two, you know, Ziggler is not getting enough respect? That would be a shot for him to win two titles at once. I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, that, that could work. And uh, I think there's a, a decent possibility of that ac- actually occurring because um, I think it was within the past two weeks, WWE.com actually started posting some infographics or whatever you want to call them where they showed you know, the history of unifying championships. I mean, they showed light the light heavyweight championship and the cruiserweight becoming the cruiserweight and then the cruiserweight going away and then coming back. Yeah. You know, they, they showed some other unifications like that. So maybe they're putting it in your mind like, hey, we've done it before. You know, we may as well put these together because we're going to do it again.
1: Uh, Now, if Ziggler ended up being the guy that unified two belts, would that assuage your uh, frustrations a little bit?
0: um, Yes, it would assuage them in regards to Dolph Ziggler, but uh, in terms of my opinion on getting rid of the United States Championship or the Intercontinental Championship, um, I'm not of the same mind that you are where, um, or that it seems like you are, where... uh, whereby you think that maybe that should go away. Uh.
1: Yeah, no, I'm just kind of... I, I'm a little tired of the concern about these titles not being relevant enough because I don't think there's anything they can do unless they go back to a brand split. So if they're not going to go back to a brand split, I don't see how the hell they're going to make these titles relevant because they're not going to close out pay-per-views. You know, you're going to have the same situation here where it's like the thought of CM Punk or Ziggler competing for them is is crazy. But I mean, I, and granted, I understand that people think you know they could just do a better job of building feuds and that would make a difference. But I don't know. I don't think they're going to do it. I, I think they they want to focus on having no more than like three storylines that you actually had to pay attention to at once, which is kind of a tenant in TV. You know they always tell you that you can't have the viewer paying attention to too many ongoing lines because then they'll lose track and whatever. So I feel like these titles aren't going to become relevant anytime soon. And that maybe if you if you kind of unite a couple of them, it it at least takes it it at least eliminates that concern where like okay Curtis Axel's not defending it, you know, and then half the fans spend. All their time pissed off about that,
0: right? No, it's like I, so.
1: I, if if we if they're not going to do it, then just unify them and let's be done with it, and then we don't have that debate anymore.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I I get what you're saying. Uh, it's probably a topic for a for another show because uh, yeah, I think we could talk about it for a while. But uh, in terms of you know three storylines that people need to be paying attention to, even if you do have a brand split, it's still only six feuds, and a pay per view is going to have seven or eight matches. So, right,
1: but I mean a storyline in the sense where if we want to... I mean, what would it take for the U.S. title to be relevant again? I mean, it's clearly not just having matches. Would, you, you need some sort of feud, right?
0: Uh, yeah, I would say so. Or at least at least the idea that uh, there are guys out there who are fighting for a title shot. You know, yeah. They, they, they want to get a title shot, and it's not just about asking for it. And it's the title shots that are handed out aren't just handed out randomly, you know, like... Right. Like, why, why not have Darren Young twist his ankle one week and Titus O'Neil be like, okay, well, we can't go after the tag titles, so this month I'm going to do whatever I can to get myself a United States title shot. And then get a title shot, get a pay-per-view title shot, go through all the stuff, being an underdog, you know, a fan favorite or whatever, get to the pay-per-view, lose, and then he's torn between the fact that he wants another shot at the United States title, but Darren Young's better and they want to go for the tag titles. You know what I mean? I mean, you
1: could do something like that. Yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely potential there. Um, I mean, I think overall, and plenty of people are in agreement that, you know, the writing has improved. They definitely seem to be spending more time on it. Um, and I guess those titles just haven't gotten the rub yet from the writers. I don't think, I don't think it's you know infeasible that they, they could get a rub in the next few months. But, yeah,
0: and, and I think I think the upcoming pay per view I think is a is a weird spot because, um, you know, as as we'll talk, uh, it might not be your standard pay per view, and if it's not your standard pay per view, then a lot of this goes out of the window because. Yeah. They're trying to deal with other, other sort of yeah, things. Yeah, we need to
1: get into that. Um, you know, and I, I want to briefly mention from Night of Champions, what also made it odd was, you know, the the concept is that every belt's defended, and eventually every belt was defended. But uh, only one changed hands at the end. And really, the entire show, all the heels won. Until, uh, I mean, I guess RVD by disqualification, you know, Right. the crowd didn't really get what they wanted. In other words,
0: yeah, you're still having the uh, the heel get uh, get over on the face. I mean,
1: yeah, you know, so I feel like they've they've purposely had heels carrying all these belts in this time of turmoil. You know, with with the new regime in place, and and you know how uh, you know everybody has to answer Triple H, and you know Cody Rhodes get fired. I mean, everybody's on their on their heels and worried about their job. Uh, so I think having all the belts on heels like that, and especially the shield, that's, that's, that means something. Right. So we have this pay-per-view coming up battleground new pay-per-view. We don't know what it means yet. Um, I've heard different ideas tossed around like a King of the ring tournament for, for the WWE championship. Um, I guess you could potentially have tournaments for other championships. I don't know. Uh, And then, you know, something else I've thought of, given that all the belts are held by heels, I don't know, maybe you could come up with some sort of massive team versus team for the belts. I don't know. And then you've also got uh, some other ideas that you've tossed around, if you want to share them.
0: Yeah, I mean, as as soon as, uh, you know, we were preparing for this show, and, you know, you mentioned uh, one of the things we need to talk about is Battlegrounds coming up uh, here in a couple weeks. And, uh, you know, that some people are saying that there might be some sort of concept match thrown in there, and my wheels started turning, like, okay, what, what concept matches could they have, and, you know, you get Survivor Series coming up, and whatever, and, uh, so then, you know, one of my favorites back in the day, whenever I would check out uh, WCW, was that, uh, the War Games concept, and, uh... So I looked it up, and lo and behold, you know, it it would fall in um, pay per view they had called Fall Brawl, the yep. September pay per view. So it's it's lining up kind of nicely for that. May have have you? Uh, I guess that's maybe some of the rumors that are going around about War Games.
1: Yeah, you know, and I've heard for for a long time, um, you know, over the last couple of years, people have always wondered why. They don't bring that back, and you know the common the common thought is that you know it's a WCW creation or NWA, and and therefore you know they're not going to use it because it's not something they came up with. Right, and um, and
0: you know WCW's big pay per view of the year was Starcade, and you know, they also had Halloween Havoc and a couple other things. Great American Bash. It brought back Great American Bash a couple times, but I don't really feel like they they. They treated it all that uh, all that strongly, but uh, but yeah, it it seems like uh, maybe they could bring back uh, war games. Um, I thought it was a pretty interesting concept. Yeah, uh, I mean,
1: I. You know, and how did it work? There were a couple right. rings in a cage, and
0: yeah. So the two cage part, I don't see them using. I, I don't. Uh, I don't think w, WWE is going to, you know, expand their ringside area so that they have two rings. I think. You know, probably just be one ring. But essentially the way it worked is you had, you know, the two rings. There was a cage around it, more like the new cage that we have now, not the uh, not the old blue from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'd have two teams. And you'd have two guys start in the ring, and then periodically a new guy would show up. And it wasn't like, you know, two guys would come out so that the teams are even. It's okay now. You know, one of the teams has an advantage. Now the other team gets, you know, gets back on uh, back on track, and then the other team gets the advantage. And um, you know, I I was always cognizant of the war games matches going on. I think I only saw probably two of them, maybe three of them, and that was like the late '90s, like maybe '97. I think is what uh, what we saw, and. Yeah. Uh, so you know it's it's been it's been a good uh, 15 years since I've seen it, um, but yeah, that's that's essentially how it works. I don't know what twists they would put on the match or you know try and simplify it all. But.
1: Well, it certainly it certainly lends itself to what we're seeing now. You know, the idea that one team would have an advantage. I mean, clearly, that's what the shield is built on. Right. You know, you could see, you could see the match. You know. Eventually, having the three shield members, you know, going against two of whatever the other faction is going to be, um, you know, it kind of it plays along with with what they've been doing anyway. And just the the idea of the name Battleground signifies something is different, you know.
0: Yeah. If they I mean, had
1: used a name like Vengeance, you know, or Bad Blood, then it's just a it's just a regular pay per view. But but Battleground. Makes you feel like okay, they're going to try something. Something is, you know, something has to come to a head.
0: Right, this. right. So if the, the weird part to me is that uh, you know the Shield, they're carrying two different championships. They're carrying the tag titles. They're carrying uh, the United States Championship. So if you put those guys together with Randy Orton into into some sort of war game style match, then if that WarGames match or whatever they're involved with goes, we'll say even an hour and 20 minutes, you've still got probably an hour and 20 minutes left of pay-per-view that matches that you need to fill. So that would be, I don't know, four other matches that you would need?
1: Well, you're still going to see Del Rio defend against someone. You're yeah, still I mean, gonna I... see. You're still going to see AJ probably defend. Right, and you're gonna see Punk and Ryback.
0: Yeah, so I guess I guess those those individuals wouldn't be involved in that. And I guess if you can find a, a feuding partner for uh, for Curtis Axel, yeah, that that's another match that you could have. Um, you know, I I think uh, I th- one of the things that we we're probably going to touch on next week after we see how it kind of unfolds is the tag title situation. Cause,
1: uh, well, you know, I'm wondering, now that... I'm sorry, this is just coming to my head. Go for it. As we discussed a little in the pre-show meeting, uh, you know, it was odd that they just declared the Usos number one contenders right away, and we're sitting here thinking the Shield would have to be involved in some sort of mega match at Battleground. Right. If the Usos can get the belts off them before Battleground... Right. Which... They've already put the wheels in motion for that. And they've also put in the motion the wheels for Ziggler to get the US off of Ambrose before Battleground.
0: I could see that happening.
1: So you could get those belts off of them because they've already set it up to where it's believable that there could be a title match in the coming weeks.
0: Yeah. For, and um, I, for I th- both belts. Yeah, and, and I think... Um... It's weird because Ziggler getting the United States Championship off of Dean Ambrose seems more likely than uh, the Usos becoming champions. Um, But it's weird because even if the titles don't change hands, I could see Dolph Ziggler being part of a team with Daniel Bryan and Big Show in a War Games match, whereas I don't see any room at all for the Usos in any kind of high-profile, you know, main event match. I mean, I could totally yeah. see them in a tag title match. I could totally see them as champions. But uh, if you don't, if you don't switch the belts, there's no chance that you should get uh, the Usos. Do you in think?
1: That. Do you think there's any significance to the fact that when the locker room cleared out at the end of Raw, the Usos were the first ones coming out? Oh
0: yeah, I that mean, was the I first
1: thing Cole said. He was like, "The Usos."
0: Right, right, and they were the first ones that I noticed, and and I was like, holy crap, everyone's doing
1: so it. Neon green jams. Right, but it's like, Yellow.
0: if 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 they are the ones that that take the belts from the shield, how do you keep them away from this war games match if that's don't know. If that's what they go with? So it's kind of, you know, you're left in this weird area where it's like, you know, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. And if you don't, you probably shouldn't. And if you do, it just doesn't make sense.
1: Maybe there's maybe there's another layer to this where it could be something like, like you know, wrestling meets where they have uh, weight classes. Right. And then you know, one school takes five weight classes, and the other one takes four, and then the one that took five wins the meet. Right. You know, Where's if the... they say that all of Team Brian has these title matches, you know, Brian versus Orton, Usos versus Shield, Ziggler versus Ambrose, and then, I don't know, maybe if they get Curtis Axel involved. something like that. Or somehow Um, they tie these matches into having significance among each other.
0: They used to do something like that when it was Raw versus SmackDown. I can't remember what the name of the pay per view was. Um, I'm trying to remember, uh, but yeah, I mean, in something where, you know, you have, um, you have a concept where it's like, you know, how many wins does one team have and how many does the other have?
1: Yeah. So there's a lot of directions they can go with this as we hear some NWL music in the background. Bragging rights, Uh, bragging rights
0: was the name of the pay-per-view.
1: Ah, okay. Calling back to the last few War Games matches that were pretty much all NWO involvement.
0: For better or for worse. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, that's it for this week. Uh, We're going to kind of try this format with two two segments going forward. People can email us, uh, wrestling at com. Still got the Facebook page, Guys Nation Wrestling. Twitter, GN Wrestling, uh, send us some feedback. Tell us what you think. If you think we should talk about certain things or if you like certain segments whatever.
0: Yeah, we, we definitely left some stuff off the show this week that we could have talked about. And if uh, if you're tired of hearing about it, all the same stuff uh, that we covered, if you'd rather hear about other stuff, that'd be great to know.
1: All right. All right. And uh, that'll be it for this week. Same bat times, same back channel next week. I'll see you later. See
0: you.